Happy Hump Day. Welcome to the Green Light Pod. I am your host, Chris Long, and today we're going to do something different, something different than anything you've heard all quarantine. This is new stuff. It's called um, ranking. We're going to rank something. We're going to rank movie fight scenes. Uh, haven't seen it done. Uh, haven't seen this particular thing done all quarantine, which is impressive because I know there's been a lot of ranking content. We used to do these things called brackets. That got old. can here to feed you the content three pods a week it's tough but i'm enjoying it i hope everybody's doing well um i know everybody likes movies and every dude uh likes movie fight scenes so we had a lot of submissions from a lot of dudes on twitter uh it was a dude fest in my mentions when i mentioned um that i was going to be ranking movie fight scenes it was supposed to happen on monday too much last dance. So we figured we'd get to it today. And initially I was going to have, and I had my good friend, former teammate, Rob Ninkovich uh, of the New England Patriots formerly. He is a great ranker. I enjoy doing podcasts with him. We took a stab at it tonight. It descended into an absolute shit show. I'll talk about why at another time. Uh, I will salvage the audio. We will chop it up. We will make it work. That's all I can say. The finished product is going to be beautiful. I guarantee it. But it was just a shit show. And you guys can fill in the blanks uh, and figure it out. But we had a lot of fun. We'll get that to you at some point. I also have some guest rankers in different forms and fashions. Uh, I dug into the, the Rolodex deep um, to, to get Action Bronson to weigh in. Uh, buddy of mine, rapper, chef, I guess you could call him. He's a tremendous cook. Uh, he is a renaissance man. He is an He's an artist as well. He actually is a really good artist. I like his paintings. I wish he would sell me one. And he's really good at vintage stuff. Like he's good at appreciating things like retro fight scenes. And uh, there are a couple older fight scenes in his top five. I'll share those with you in a few. Also, Ninkovich's top five that that will be shared. Um, you know, I'll let him tell you himself why he liked those scenes. Uh, when I do chop that audio up and get it to you. Um, and then Dave Damashek was was in the mentions as well, uh, was his top five. And like I said, a lot of good uh, Twitter follower submissions. I'll talk about some of those, but I'm going to give you my top five. And then uh, the ones that just made missed the cut for me. Ranking these movies is hard. It's obviously very subjective, first off. Uh, secondly, what kind of fights do you like? Do you like the you know, guys with their guards down, just getting punched in the face, flying through windows. Do you like the Kung Fu type shit? Do you like the really realistic fights? Do you like the, the uh, fantastic four dudes running around in tights, um, you know, spin kicking each other into the atmosphere and shooting fireballs at each other, like the Marvel type shit. I'm not into um, Kung Fu movies as much as everybody else. I'm trying to get into them. I know that, you know, a lot of people are asking about, IP man, uh, very impressive stuff. I've seen some of it. I've, I've you know, I've YouTube some of the fights that you're talking about. Um, you know, I, I I looked at old boy the corridor scene uh, that looked to be have some kung fu elements to it. I mean, it's just forty dudes getting beat up by one dude. 
you know, in a hallway. And as homeboy is beating the shit out of all of the dudes, half the dudes are standing there just jumping jacks in place and like backing up instead of just bum rushing this cat. So I, I'm not really into the one dude beating up a bunch of people thing. So you won't see John Wick place. I think John Wick is a ridiculous movie. Sorry. Uh, you know, Matrix might not place. It's too like airbender type thing for me. Um, you know, uh, Inception might make an appearance that uh, I'll drop that hint. Um, you know, that might be the exception to the rule. Um, you know, but I'm not into the crazy shit. I'm not into the, now you're, you're going to call me hypocritical when you, when you read one of my top five submissions, but I'm not into the superhero stuff. I'm not into Kung Fu stuff as much. I got a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. Let's start with the, the ones that Action Bronson sent me. So he's got Steven Seagal versus Screwface, I guess. Uh, and I'm forgetting which Steven Seagal movie this was, but um, it's Steven Seagal and a villain in uh, one of his, his movies fighting in like an empty nightclub. Uh, just knocking a bunch of shit over. The villain is like just destroying things for no reason and eventually gets his eyeballs gouged out. Uh, I had never seen the scene before. Uh, I looked at it tonight. It was um, quite violent. Um, You had, again, Steven Seagal pulling a guy's eyeballs out and breaking a guy's back over his knee. Never seen that done. It It was a really good fight scene. Sopranos, although we were talking movies, I probably didn't explain it well enough. Sopranos, Tony and Bobby fighting at the lake house. Listen, Tony got his ass kicked in front of his wife. And that's a big yikes, a big yikes. Um, But Bobby had just had enough. And I like that submission as well. It's creative. Arnold versus the terror camp in True Lies. I don't remember any fights that stood out to me. In that movie, it's been well over a decade since I've seen it, although I was a huge Arnold fan uh, as a kid. Eddie versus Arsenio, the sparring session with the sticks coming to America. And then subsequently, he said uh, when 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 uh, when Eddie takes what he learns and uh, and and disarms Samuel L. Jackson uh, at his job. So you've got the stick fight. You've got Samuel L. Uh, making the cameo in Coming to America, getting his shotgun knocked out of his hands. Um, that's a nice one-two punch there. Very creative. I can't argue with any of those scenes. Um, I like them all. Maybe the terror camp scene I'm not so sure about because I can't remember it. These were Inko selections. So he's got Warrior at five, and he's listing the fight where uh, the brothers have to go at it. And that's tough. I mean, love the movie. Very underrated uh, sports movie there. I actually think there might have been a better fight where Tom Hardy's just hunchbacking around the gym and they pick him to spar with the, the big bad, bad bully and he kicks his ass and then he's like, I'm going to need my $200. And that might, that might be just as good a fight. But, you know, the one at the end is obviously more dramatic between the two brothers. It's a great movie. Listen, I've got two brothers. The, the two of my younger brothers, they fight way more than I did growing up with, with, with them because of the age gap a little bit. But they used to come home from school all the time and uh, get suspended and whatnot. Uh, I mean, my youngest brother, Howie, who's a little bit smaller than Kyle, Kyle's huge, uh, used to go upside his head with like foreign objects, like throwing picture frames at him and shit. And Kyle had to get stitches one time um, because of Howie. Howie was just very fearless. 
fighting among brothers is pretty normal, but what's not normal is fighting among brothers in front of millions of people. So I could not imagine having to fight your brother. You know, I've had to play against my brother, but say we were to fight first off, it'd be a bad deal. He outweighs me about, well, not anymore. He's lost a lot of weight. I feel, I feel pretty good about it now, actually come to think of it. But when he was like 350 and he's got about four inches of height on me, um, that would have been a tough one, especially in front of millions of people. Uh, now I'd be a little bit more willing. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to get beat up by your brother in front of millions of people. Um, and that's what those brothers were, were facing. And obviously it was a brutal fight. So it makes sense. I mean, I, I totally get the submission. The scene for me in that movie is Nick Nolte, uh, Books on Tape, Moby Dick, Stop This Ship. I mean, I just went back and looked at it. It is, it's, it's gut-wrenching. Um, that movie, first off, great movie. First time I saw it, my brothers, myself and my dad watched it in the living room. And it was around the holidays, almost a decade ago. And that scene comes on. And you know when you're sitting in a room watching something and you stop breathing and you could feel everybody stop breathing? That is like what was happening in that room. And I just remember looking around and seeing my brother, Howie, who's the youngest, pop right up. like. It's a dead part of the scene, like right as the scene ends <clears throat> and clear his throat and just rush into the kitchen. <laughs> and you know what, you know what that means. And then I'm looking over at Kyle and Kyle's jaw is on the ground and he's like glassy eyed. And my dad is like adjusting his glasses, you know, like he does on TV, pushing the glasses in, uh, you know, in between the lenses on the frame, adjusting it just anything to cover his face to show that he's probably about to tear up and me. I mean, there's tears in my eyes too. It's, it's a sad, sad scene and it's a great movie. So, um, good submission at five for Ninkovich, uh, at four, he's got lethal weapon and that's the scene in the yard, which I had forgotten about. Like, I'm not a huge lethal weapon guy. I've seen them. I enjoy them, but this fight scene was legitimately pretty good. Uh, it almost made my honorable mentions. Uh, you know, you got a guy getting waterboarded in the front yard, like in the lawn. It's, it's a brutal fight. Um, you got your, your choke holds. Yeah, it's iconic, I guess. I mean, th that's an iconic uh, series. So three, he's got Raging Bull. Holy shit. I watched that movie. I need a Prozac when I finish. It is... It is a dark, depressing movie. And I was a big Jake LaMotta fan when it came to the game Fight Night, if anybody remembers Fight Night. When I was in college, when you played Fight Night, if you lost in Fight Night, you felt like you got actually beat up. And there was nothing more emasculating on a football team from a video game standpoint. Like People would break controllers over Madden, but people would get into it physically over Fight Night. And we'd pack entire um, apartment complexes to watch fight night, to watch two guys play fight night and just loser has to sit. And there's nothing worse than having to sit in your room in the apartment and listen to everybody else cheering and hollering playing fight night because you fucking lost. And now you got to wait like two hours. Well, I was Jake LaMotta all the time in that game. He had an insane hook and was almost like a cheat code. So I got into it. I read about him. I tried Raging Bull. I couldn't stand it. It's so dark. It's, it gives me a headache. It's depressing. Obviously, the Sugar Ray Robinson uh, scene is the scene that Ninko is referring to. You've got the donkey punch. I mean, 
absolute donkey punch to the top of Jake LaMotta's head. Uh, you have, you know, him whispering that you never got me down, which my only gripe with the scene, and I'll admit, although I don't love the movie, I know some movie buffs are going to shit on me about this, but I just don't get it. I know it's like black and white. I'm probably not smart enough to like Raging Bull. I get it. Um, I'm not, I'm just not that into it. I thought my only gripe with the scene that was otherwise pretty good was uh, him kind of like, how do you expect Sugar Ray to hear what he's saying at that volume with 10,000 screaming people or 5,000 or whatever it was? I just thought the lines were delivered too quiet. Number two, he's got Saving Private Ryan, the knife scene. Listen, this one is damn good. It's realism or what you would imagine to be realism. I think it's kind of funny that I sit here and say, yeah, well, that seems like a most realistic knife fight. You know, I'm sure people do this on Reddit and shit, arguing over movie scenes. Well, that's a more realistic movie. Well, this, like, how the fuck do you know? I have never been in a knife fight. I certainly have never been in a knife fight, um, you know, in, in the early 1900s. In the, was it Germany or England? English countryside, wherever the fuck they were. Uh, certainly there were a bunch of people getting stabbed uh, in, in close quarter struggles, um, around that time. But I don't know what realism looks like. It seems like it, the guy almost felt bad doing it. Um, he did feel bad doing it. He walked out of the, the, the broken down building and passed homeboy on the stairs. Like, fuck it. I'm out, dude. Um, that was hard. So that was a tough scene. I get it. It reminded me of 1917 recently, like when, when buddy gets uh, stabbed by the pilot, that's how people bleed out again. I figure that's how people bleed out. It just feels more realistic. Saving Private Ryan and number two, Forninko. Uh, number one, I love this scene. It's, I'm just going to tell you, it's got a good shot at placing in my top five, and I'll get to talking about it when we get there. Damashek, his number five was uh, Skywalker versus Vader, and this is the Cloud City ones. This is the first one. Listen, I like anything Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. I think, you know, one of the most iconic noises in film history is a lightsaber. Then he's got some Clint Eastwood fight, Philo Beto versus Jack Wilson in Wyoming. That's what he says at number four. Listen, Clint Eastwood movies, um, the old ones, again, maybe I'm not smart enough, but they don't do it, do it for me. I, they're entertaining late at night, turn on a Clint Eastwood flick. It's It's a blast from the past, but... It's not quite for me. And the fight scenes weren't quite for me. How many people did Clint Eastwood punch in the face? You know, like those counters. Um, I want to pay somebody to watch the entire catalog of Clint Eastwood movies and tell me how many times he punched somebody in the face. Like sit there just clicking that motherfucker. Just, you know, like, and why did he punch so many people that didn't care that they were getting punched in the face? They were just taking it. Tell me that, you know, like, why did they use the same sound every time Clint Eastwood punched somebody in the face? There are different ways to punch people in the face. When punches land, they sound differently depending on where you hit somebody in the face. Not in a Clint Eastwood movie. It's the same fucking punch track for his entire catalog. They were still doing that shit in like probably Grand Torino using the same fucking punch soundboard. I can't even do it. Okay, then he's got the Raising Arizona fight, Leonard Smalls. Okay, that's the one that maybe I'm like, eh. And then at number two, he's got uh, Kiddo uh, taking out Homegirl's eye in the trailer. Really like that one. 
He's got a good shot on my list. And then first, he's got Flash Gordon versus Prince Baron. Dave usually knows best. So it's amazing. Dave's recall. He's got everything itemized and, and listed in his brain already. Like as soon as he saw that tweet where I said I was going to rank something where I might sit there and be like, do I like that more? Do I not like that? And I got to go back and study tape, you know, overthink it. Dave's just got it like, boom, boom, boom. These are the five best plays of the 1970s made by teams with blue jerseys. Like what the fuck, Dave? Smart guy. All right. My five. Uh, Gosh, there are five. It's really hard to rank them. I know that's the point of these exercises. I've watched a few, listened to a few over the quarantine period. I guess the objective is to make one thing better than the other, but I live in the gray, man. I really do. I'll go from five down. Okay, my five could be higher um, if it weren't so controversial, okay? The other fights that I'm going to list in my top five are mostly human on human, but at five, it's human versus outer space. Uh, it is Arnold versus Predator. And this is one of my favorite movies of all time. This is my favorite action movie of all time, maybe alongside uh, First Blood, uh, as far as the, the genre of 80s type action movies. Uh, shout out to Little Richard, passed away this week, really made that, uh, that, that red light chopper chopper scene, which is an iconic scene. And that's where I first heard Little Richard. So I first, you know, I know Little Richard did a lot of awesome stuff for rock and roll and is the architect. But to me, first, he was the guy that made one of the most badass scenes in one of the first action movies I ever saw. And I was watching Arnold movies way too fucking early. I don't know, you know, parental controls on people's iPads. Now I had none of that shit on my Toshiba. But I, I love everything about the movie. I love the cinematography, the, the sound mixing. It's just so that time. They got little outcast noises. If you're an outcast fan, they actually didn't sample the uh, Predator noises. Two dope boys in a, in a Cadillac, like in the beginning, you hear that like fireball sound, which they actually sampled from an old record from like 1960. I thought for the longest time that they took that from Predator I've probably been telling people for years, oh yeah, that's a sample Predator. That's crazy. They sampled an Arnold movie and I turned out to be dead wrong. You know what I love that they did with Predator? They don't do this anymore. And they stopped doing it at some point, like post-childhood for me. Back in the day when you watched a movie, it was a game of how long you could keep the monster out of the view of the viewer. And like most movies teased it up right. And Predator was a perfect example of them teasing out, seeing the monster. You sat there in the jungle and Arnold was hunting Predator and Predator's hunting Arnold and you haven't seen the fucking thing's face. You're like, what does this thing look like? It shoots fireballs. It sees like a scope in Call of Duty. It killed the Native American dude on the log out of nowhere. It shot a fireball in Jesse the Body Ventura's fucking rib cage. By the way, Anytime I, th I think of uh, those shitty blue razors, I think of that scene where um, uh, Bill Duke cuts his face. Uh, it's just an iconic movie and it's iconic the way that it bleeds out, no pun intended, Predator's identity. It just slow bleeds it out and you get to see it. The big reveal, the mask is off. Nowadays, they're just like five minutes in and they're like, let's just give these motherfuckers the, the, you know, the villain's face the monster's face. M. Night Shyamalan did a whole movie, I think, and didn't show you the monster. I don't remember the, the name of the movie, but there was a movie he did. And I felt like the entire time you're like, what the fuck does it look like? And he went overboard with it. Like he didn't show us the monster or did he? I don't remember. By the way, M. M. Night Shyamalan, worst movie, Lady in the Water. 
most overrated movie, uh, Signs, best movie, um, probably The Village or Sixth Sense or one of those, you know, Bruce Willis movies, but of the non-Bruce Willis M. Night Shyamalan movies uh, from that time period, uh, best was The Village. The Village, they did pretty good with that. Of course, it didn't turn out to be a monster at all. Kill Me, I'm Here. Uh, Kill Me, I'm Here is like an iconic line for me in cinema history. The, the backhands were so disrespectful. I mean, he, he pimp slapped Arnold around for 10 minutes, let him live. Uh, that, that classic 80s, 90s, well, I mean, they still do it today. Like, I'm going to beat the shit out of the guy that I've been waiting to kill for three hours. And I'm going to let Arnold crawl away until he crawls me right into his booby trap and hits me with a giant fucking log and just crushes me. But I'm still alive. And I'm going to set off my little Fitbit, my little predator Fitbit, and blow up the rainforest. I mean, it's an amazing scene. And the laugh, it's like Kawhi into domestic terrorist laugh. Like, it just morphs. It's the Kawhi laugh in the beginning, and then it's crazy white guy laugh. It's, and then it's mushroom cloud. And the guys in the chopper are like, what the fuck? Like, I thought they were just fist fighting down there. I love everything about the movie Predator. Love it. Four, the same one that Dave added to the uh, the list from Kill Bill. Kiddo stealing homegirl's eye off her face in the trailer. I mean, they were fighting with a bunch of found objects, like dirty carpet, just real trashy. Perfect Quentin Tarantino delivery of like little catchphrases and lines that aren't corny. They're just quirky enough to work. There's stops in the action. You know, she puts her face in the toilet. There's a vagina kick. I don't know how bad that hurts, but it hurts a lot when a guy gets kicked in the dick and the balls. So I'm going to assume that that was realistic. They got the swords out. You know, there's always that sword cross. And I'm always like, where do they go from here? Okay, one girl is going to, or one guy or girl is going to now release some pressure and they're going to sword cross again. And then they're going to go back to fighting. Well, no, 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 no. That's not what they're doing in Kill Bill. She's going to reach out and take homegirl's one good eye off her face and throw it on the ground and then stomp on it with her dirty coal miner looking foot. And I know Quentin Tarantino loved that scene. But yeah, it's just, it's a really creative fight scene. There's a snake in the trailer. And one of the best parts is that she leaves her to die or live the rest of her life with no eyes. And the scene just gives me the willies. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go Eastern Promises, the sauna scene. Listen, this could easily be my favorite, but I didn't want to list the one naked dude fight scene as my number one. Also, uh, Eastern Promises is not one of my favorite movies. Um, it's a good movie. It's very watchable. Uh, but the fight scene's much better than the movie. And the two that I just listed in Predator and Kill Bill um, are great, great movies. You know, this scene is fucking badass. Uh, again, I don't know what a bathhouse fight with two Eastern Bloc assassins in leather jackets looks like. I don't, I don't know, but this seems realistic. They walk in, they're about to clear the place out. There's onlookers. But like, if you're an onlooker at one of these Slavic countries in a bathhouse, maybe you've seen shit like this on the regular and you're just like sitting there and you're like, so relaxing to sweat out the troubles of the day. 
oh, there's two assassins in leather jackets. They're here all the time. They're going to kill that guy. I'm just going to act like I don't see anything. Everybody was just chilling until they really started fighting. And Vigo gets cut. He beats up the first guy. The second guy's like mumbling in Eastern Bloc, like, uh, do you want me to handle this? And the other guy's like, yeah, you handle it. He just beat the shit out of me. So he walks over and beats the shit out of the second guy, basically kills him. There's a hook knife that looks like, you know, is that what assassins use on the regular? Like, it's not good enough to just have a regular knife. The hook knife, is that what, like, impales people and takes their intestines out? Also, the elephant in the room is not a big elephant, and it's Vigo is naked. And <laughs> it's got to hurt to get stabbed while you're naked. It just does. I don't know what a T-shirt does, you know, on top of your bare skin or a pair of underwear. Um, but I just figure it hurts a lot more when you get sliced across your back and you don't have, you know, your, 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 your V-neck on like that's got to hurt. Also, how did he get traction on a bathhouse floor with no shoes on? That was also questionable. It was a great fight though. A great fight. And he snaps homeboy's arm like a chicken wing just like a little chicken wing. And then he stabs him in the eye socket. So more eyeball play <laughs> in this fight. Uh, a lot of eyeball play in these fights. People are into that. And uh, there's nothing worse than getting killed in a bathhouse uh, and getting your arm snapped and your eye gouged out with a hook knife. But when you got a guy's dick on your shoulder the entire time he's doing it, that might be the cherry on top when it comes to uh, Slavic execution backfires. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Vigo's the man. Uh, props to him for just not even getting in a warm shower before the scene. <laughs> uh, it's a fucking great scene. Okay, number two. Uh, this is a tough one. Easily could have been number one, but it was Ninko's number one. So for me, it's just, I, I can't do it. It's Revenant. Um, it's glass versus Fitzgerald. It's snow on the camera. It's blood on the camera. It's dizzying. It's beautiful. What a beautiful backdrop. One of my favorite movies of all time. And visually, uh, I can say the same about it. Remember the first time I saw it, I was on a candy and the scene in the beginning, uh, was so mind blowing. The, the, the river battle scene was just in the slow motion. I went home, I told my friends about it. I was like, man, it's the coolest 12 minute scene I've ever seen. And then went to watch it, watch it again and realized that the scene's actually 37 seconds, but it is a great scene. Uh, I just must've been sitting in the, in, the, uh, in the theater, stuck with my jaw dropped to the ground, uh, watching homeboy ride in slow motion, uh, about to kill a fur trapper. And, it was just majestic. It's a beautiful scene. Um, and this scene, one-on-one, mano-a-mano, very personal, um, vendetta-type scene. Um, again, the way they shot it was really cool. And it was an imperfect fight. That's what I like. I like a sloppy, scrappy, it actually hurts to get kicked and punched and stabbed fight. I don't like a guy getting cut with a butterfly knife in the kidney and just like popping back up. Like these guys were killing each other in the snow and, uh, and it was painful looking. 
and Leo's trying to grip Fitzgerald. That's my favorite part, but he's been stabbed through his hand and he can't pull him back. And he's just climbing on top of him. He's crawling to kill him. And then glass tries to do the, Hey, kill me like right now, please. I don't want to suffer. And I'm going to do it by being an asshole. He, he says, well, enjoy it because ain't nothing going to, going to give uh, your boy back to you. And that, he was talking about the revenge that uh, Leo's about to enact. And um, instead of killing him, Leo left him for uh, the Native American dudes that were right place, right time. I wanted to kill Tom Hardy bad, like jump through the screen and just decapitate him by the end of the movie. What a bad guy he was in that stupid raccoon hat. What an asshole. Number one for me, and again, like this could change tomorrow. I live in the gray on things like music and movies, but I went back looking and coming into this, I didn't have a favorite. I have favorites. I went back and looked. I haven't seen Gladiator in years. It's, it's a great movie, but start to finish, I haven't watched it in a while. And I went back and looked at the Maximus versus uh, Tigris uh, fight scene. It has aged magnificently. That movie does not look like it's almost 20 years old. And the acting, the pan shots, the crowd, a lot of these fights, you look back in the 80s, and I know there's a different genre and a different time period, but a lot of these old action movies, you know, even things like Bloodsport, I mean, you look in the crowd, it's just kind of, that was the time period. It was kind of corny. It wasn't, the reactions were more exaggerated. Like this was a well-acted fight scene. By the way, Joaquin Phoenix is a wizard, dude. Like the range of things he plays, it's unbelievable. But you've got Maximus fighting the Jose Canseco looking uh, Roman dude with the tiger mask on the gas, just juiced up. I don't know where he was getting his needles back then, um, but he at least he had the periodic equivalent of a Bowflex in his hut wherever he lived he had dudes holding back tigers that just came out of trap doors how are three dudes holding back a single fucking tiger please that's the one problem I have with that scene but Maximus survives a tiger attack which seemed a little bit questionable homeboy jumped on his back and he kind of shrugged him off but he does stab a tiger impales it kills it rolls it off him like it's a house cat and then it's back and forth with the uh, Roman Jose Canseco and he is I mean it's it's good it's good sword fighting I don't know how else to put it it's just good sword fighting it's good realistic gladiator time period sword fighting it's just realistic that's what it's supposed to look like and eventually he kills him he stabs him in the foot has to hurt in sandals again. You know, it's the same thing as Eastern Promises. When you get sliced across the chest with a hook-shaped assassin knife, you know, that hurts more when you don't have a shirt on, when you're wearing sandals. If he had some, like, caterpillar boots or something on, maybe he's okay. Uh, Tigress is in sandals. Um, so that really hurt. And then he, uh, he gets Buddy leaking out of the, uh, the mask. He's about to die. He's looking at Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix says, thumbs down, kill him. And uh, Maximus shows mercy 
and defies the emperor. Uh, first off, turns the other cheek. I just think it's a really clean scene that's aged really well. Um, great actors. And again, probably driven up by being a great movie. Not that The Revenant, I probably like The Revenant as much or more than Gladiator. Um, but this one is aged just really well. It's impressive to me. Now, my just missed, missed the cut fights. Um, there's a few of them. I mean, and anything I'm going to discuss here before we close out will be candidates for the top five. But Friday, Friday is an iconic fight scene. You know, the movie's a comedy, but there's a real, there's a real dynamic going on here when Debo rolls up on Craig. And, uh, you know, there's the give me the gun, son, iconic line. You know, who else wants some of Debo? Um, whoop his ass, Craig. You got knocked the fuck out, man. Like, there's just like 10 lines that everybody knows from that one scene. And two that like everybody, everybody knows. And, that, and, and there's the Debo reference is like pop culture. Like when you Debo somebody, that came from Friday. And, you know, you got knocked the fuck out, man, has been used in, you know, millions of situations. It's an iconic fight. So Terminator 2 for me just missed the cut. Um, that was another movie I was watching probably entirely too young and a movie that was frightening to me as a kid. It wasn't a horror film. Maybe that's why I hate robots because I watched Terminator like in the womb, essentially. And it was just driven into my head from an early day that you know, robots are taking over the world and look at them. We talked about it on the last pod. Drones are going to be cleaning stadiums soon. Just pay attention, guys. It's, uh, it's coming to an end. Yeah, I, Terminator, love them all and love this scene where Arnold is fighting T-1000. T-1000 was, was fucking terrifying. For, for a kid, you know, you're always trying to make sense of adult movies. And I'm sitting there being like, Wait, so you can't kill him. Like, nothing kills this guy, right? Like, the scene where he walks in and he was somebody else and then he stabs Buddy in the face with his spike arm that just pops out, like, through the milk carton. It's one of the most jarring scenes I've ever seen. It's like four. What the fuck? Maybe the theme of this whole pod is that my parents should have got parental controls on the, on the movies. But... That thing was scary. It could run as fast as a car. He was like hawking down uh, Chevy Malibus and shit. Didn't have Malibus back then. You know, he was hawking down Grand Marquis in, in parking lots and just stabbing the roof. When Arnold killed him and knocked him into the, uh, the, the, the molten steel or whatever the fuck that was, I wanted to throw a party. I was so happy that that thing could die. Great scene. Great scene. Really, again, aged well. That's a scene that's aged really well. Last of the Mohicans. Uh, easily could have been top five. It's just maybe a little too quick for me. Uh, and also a lot of it is comprised of like what I would deem to be a little bit of an unrealistic gunfight. Little bit unrealistic to be able to like, you know, double fist those things and just hit two targets at the same time as you're bounding over a boulder and then drop the gun and get another gun like but once it got to be a fight, it's amazing, highly personal, intimate revenge factor. Um, you've got the dad and you've got Wes Studi, uh, however you say his name. It's been a lot of stuff, by the way. He sent me down a Street Fighter rabbit hole uh, this week. He was the guy with the eye patch. Again, maybe not a great movie, but I'm going to watch the shit out of it 
13% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care if that's 6% higher than Simon Says, which is the movie that stars Dennis Rodman that I suggested to Lane Johnson earlier this week. Uh, I'm going to watch the movie because once I saw that it was him and it reminded me that he was the bad guy in Last of the Mohicans that got killed on that rock by the dad after he busted out a barrel roll um, and then impaled the shit out of him with that thing. When I saw that, I had to go down the street fight a rabbit hole. So I will be going down that rabbit hole and I will report back on a, on a later pod um, about how bad that movie actually is. Um, haven't seen it since I was a child. But Last of the Mohicans, great movie. Just a little bit quick and not quite a fight per se. Um, Safe House. This is my sleeper, okay? Safe House with Ryan Reynolds, Denzel. There is a tremendous fight scene that quite quite honestly should be in the top five. I snubbed it. I've changed my mind already. I don't know who it replaces, but if we do this again next week, if there's like a power rankings, Safe House is trending up already just in one day of doing this thing. People are going through glass windows. It looks good. It's violent. It's sloppy enough. It's a good fucking scene. And the thing that stands out to me about that, that safe house scene is when they're wrestling over that shard of glass. They're just gripping it and they're doing the, the, the who's going to get stabbed thing, the, the classic, I'm going to stab you, Noah, and I'm going to push the knife back into your chest, the Saving Private Ryan thing with a shard of glass. And the, the, the more they grip it, you can just hear the skin, I think, if I remember correctly, just you can almost feel glass going into your hand looking at that scene. It is cringy. And the whole time, Denzel's just watching, like strapped to a toilet seat or something. I don't remember the context of the movie because it's relatively forgettable. But this fight scene with Ryan Reynolds, and I did not know he had it in him, was fucking awesome. Um, Safe house should be in top five. Inception. Okay. I told you I don't like these matrixy, fantastical um, type, you know, fight scenes, but Inception deserves a mention for me. Okay. Because I know how hard it was to film it, or at least I read about it. It took like three weeks to film this scene. They had to get these big rotating sets. They had a World War I airship hangar in London that they snagged for this. And it was really hard for the actors to learn how to maneuver this rotating set. It was literally a spinning set and it cost a bunch of money. It took a long time. And uh, Gordon Levitt was like, you know, if I jumped the wrong time, I'd be 12 feet through the air. Like I had to learn how to maneuver it. It's a cool dizzying type, uh, type of fight scene. There's a lot of people involved in it. And Christopher Nolan used no CG on it. Just massive rotating sets so that was kind of my my first five out and my top five um now there's a bunch more that i probably missed um and i threw this together in a day but they live was you know was something that was submitted a lot by uh, folks on twitter i mean i didn't realize how popular they live that fight scene is and i i had never seen the movie um, I know Rowdy Roddy Piper's in it, so maybe that, that that kept me from watching the movie, which sounds sacrilegious to some of you you guys out there. But the, the line I love is, either put on the glasses or start eating that trash can. <laughs> I just, I wish there was a functionality for me to use that phrase in my life. For me to utter that sentence in a serious situation, I would love it. Put on the glasses or start eating that trash can. First Blood, I really like that fight. This isn't one that anybody submitted, but I really like that fight. He kicks like everybody's ass in the whole precinct, 
It's also one of my favorite movies. Uh, and then he rides off on a motorcycle. Somebody sent me the Stone Cold opening scene, and this is the Boz movie, that if you haven't watched this scene, you need to YouTube it. It's just such typical bad guys in the 80s. This movie opens up with these guys robbing a, you know, a, a, a supermarket. There's three guys, and one dude's spitting the orders, as, as there always is. Um, there's one guy who's maniacal. He's just shooting up Ritz cracker boxes and laughing. There's a guy with a ponytail. They're just everybody on the ground. And instead of just playing it cool and avoiding attention, they're just letting automatic gunfire off in a supermarket. And then they're trying to empty the register. But you see the boss come in and the boss doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. He's just shopping because the boss likes to go shopping. And uh, he happens to be shopping in a trench coat. Boz likes to shop in trench coats. Presumably, he didn't hear the automatic weaponry uh, going off outside so he does hear a woman screaming uh he's on to them they send a guy out to help because they heard somebody wheeling a cart uh through the aisle and that was boz you know you get the classic sneak up on the boz you get a shotgun in the face don't fucking move man don't you fucking move man like that's what they say in every movie of course boz the boz moves and he gets the guy's gun and he he goes on to kick everybody's ass in the supermarket clears it out. Um, but of course, nobody dies. He doesn't kill any of these guys. He just beats them up bad. Um, because when the cops get there, they're mad at the boss for saving everybody's life, because obviously he's some sort of vigilante, haven't seen the movie. And he says, clean up on aisle four and exits the scene. So it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant scene. So Bloodsport, why is it not in the top 10? Well, I happen to think it's overrated. Is it not you know, top 10 recognizability. Um, sure, it's top 10 in recognizability. You know, everybody likes it when the scene comes on, but it's not a great fight scene. And maybe that's why I leave off a lot of these old fight scenes is because I'm a little bit of a stickler when it comes to looking a little bit updated. Uh, I guess maybe that's the trend here. Listen, Chong Lee has the largest pecs I've ever seen. Chong Lee has implants. Chong Lee just does bench press. I mean, He's built like a brick shit house. Okay. Van Dam gets to the middle of the ring. He's got to flex his pecs too. Chong Lee's flexing his pecs. They have like a peck off. And that's the way they assert dominance. Then Chong Lee blows a snot rocket and it's on. And they start, of course, Chong Lee is talking shit about the way he uh, fucked up Van Dam's friend. To be good at kickboxing, these guys just didn't know much about martial arts, did they? I mean, like, I don't, I'm not like some purist, but. Don't you block your face when you get kicked in the face? I mean, Van Dam on one leg kicks Chong Lee in the face, with like just ankle flexion three times, like kind of bitch slaps him in the face three times with his foot. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then he's flying it at Chong Lee and he doesn't cover up. You got Forrest Whitaker in the crowd. Then Chong gets dirty, you know, throws his special tackling powder in Van Dam's face. And Van Damme just has a flashback, like he's in the dojo, just starts screaming. This is one of the worst parts. He catches Chong Lee's wrist at the end, and Chong Lee is like just stuck. He can't go anywhere. They're they're throwing the ref around. It's just a fucking. It's an overhyped scene, dude. It's just an overhyped fight scene. It's funny. It's comedy. It's not a great fight scene. Sorry, probably lost some listeners there. 
13 Assassins, somebody said to look at. This is a martial arts movie. Uh, you know, dude sword fighting. I looked at the YouTube. I, I really, it's a really well shot scene. I mean, it's really well shot. There's only so many ways it can go, right? You know, guys struggle with, with two swords. They clang them back and forth. They, the sword slides up and down on the other sword. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Me, dude. I mean, there's, you get the idea. There's only a couple ways this scene can go. How many sword fights do I have to see? And then, okay, there's actually a line. I have this written down because I watched it today where the guy says in that, you know, swords crossing moment, how I missed crossing swords with you. What? Did you write that into the script? And then the guy gets decapitated and his head rolls off in the mud. Uh, it's, a, it's a really well shot scene. It's just kind of seen that type of sword fight a hundred times. Uh, there's the other Kill Bill scene with the uh, homegirl with the, the ball and chain. And listen, I thought it was a solid scene, but I like the trailer scene better. Also, why didn't the sharp part of the ball and chain come out early? If you could do that, the two by four to the head was a good scene. Just not a scene that places for me. Clint Eastwood, again, you know, I've got a bunch of Clint Eastwood submissions here. I don't understand the Clint Eastwood thing so much, the fights. I, 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 don't, I don't quite get it. I know that might be sacrilege to the Caucasian gods, but I, uh, I don't get it. Uh, my dad mentioned the fight scenes in Extradition, which is the Hemsworth movie out on Netflix right now, which I hear is very good. Here's what I saw from YouTube that... I like the fact that somebody got hit by a car in the fight scene because there's far too many fight scenes I've seen in movies where people are just fucking road housing in the street and nobody gets hit by a fucking sob and thrown up onto the hood of the car. Like, what are they doing Baghdad? This is where I'm assuming the fight happens. Um, you know, do people just drive around expecting people to be fighting in the streets? No. Like, eventually, if you are Hearns and Hagler in a 35 kilometer per hour zone you're gonna get hit by a toyota hilux i mean like that's just that's just how it goes down so i like the realism of getting hit by a car there okay bob barker that's a creative submission i wasn't thinking a lot about comedy i know i mentioned the dumb and dumber scene with the doggy bag i like that one if we're, we're talking comedies or anchorman somebody sent me that you know bob barker again uh getting beat up on the golf course by adam sandler yielded a great classic line um the price is wrong bitch uh really like that scene uh didn't place for me born supremacy all the born movies okay everybody sends me the bathroom scene i like the bathroom scene but this is one of these utterly forgettable type like i am a secret assassin i know all the secret assassin moves oh so does he so it's a wash for like 12 minutes they just block each other's punches for a while and you know, somebody gets thrown into a wall and it's just like, you know, noise, noise, noise. Like if I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times. Okay. It, it doesn't do it for me. Although I really like the movies, you know, somebody out there is going to be like, yeah, dude, you're not real, not a real uh, connoisseur of uh, secret agent fights. Are you like, Oh, are you, you've seen a bunch. I haven't seen any and they just don't do it for me on the silver screen. Raiders of lost Ark. I do want to mention that before we get out of here, Indiana Jones fighting the, uh, the giant mustache skinhead 
love that scene. Love that scene. Indiana Jones was such a slickster, just such a trickster. Backed him right in the propeller. The old propeller trick. <laughs> That's another one that had to hurt uh, because Buddy didn't have a shirt on. When you get cut uh, and you don't have a shirt on and you back into a propeller, man, it might not feel so bad if you got like a flannel on or something. But, you know, this guy was perpetually shirtless. He was a big Nazi living in Germany at the time. And he looked like, you know, the final boss at a tea party rally. This dude was the big Nazi guy and Indiana took him down. Yay. Good win for humanity. Uh, you back the Nazi into a propeller. Also, when my, when my brother Kyle shaves a mustache, he looks just like the fucking guy. So I like that scene. That's as many as I could think of. The, those were the ones submitted. Again, I left some stuff off. I understand. Some people are going to judge me on my movie taste. You know, everybody's different when it comes to movie fight scenes. I like them realistic, guys. Uh, what can I say? Anyways, we'll be back on Friday. I got a good show lined up. I have a Philadelphia Eagle that will be joining me. I'll also be joined by Ryan Rosillo. Um, so I'll leave it up to you to figure out who the Philadelphia Eagle is. Maybe I'll drop some hints on Twitter.com. And uh, again, my good friend, Ryan Rosillo. Last time we podcasted together, we kind of got duped uh, by one of those parody NFL accounts. Uh, Ryan told me that uh, Aaron Rodgers was quoted as saying something that he was absolutely not quoted as saying. We'll see if this week uh, we don't get duped. Uh, it'll be good to have Ryan on. Anyways, y'all take care. See you Friday.